Thank you for tuning in to the Just Believe podcast. I'm your host, HP Mac. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. This podcast is raw, authentic, and unscripted. With that being said, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Just Believe podcast. I'm your host, HB Mac, and today I'm honored to have this lovely young lady come on and share her story. She's an author and a blogger. If you don't know, now you know. Her name is Iris. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Well, good, good. Thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate having you. Um, I saw some of your work on Instagram. And, you know, now with the pandemic, I think all of us are more glued to our phone than ever. But it's been a, a gift to me because I've been able to connect with people similar to you and like-minded and that's doing phenomenal things. And I was like, oh, man, I got to have her on. And I just want you to be able to share your story, let the people know about you and where they can find you at. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I started the blog uh, Noir Memoir uh, probably about October of last year. And it had started as a uh, military spouse blog, actually. I was um, engaged to a guy in the Navy. And um, like most spouses, they set up little blogs, like detailing their travels and adventures and their kids' lives and whatnot. But um, my ex-fiance broke up with me all of a sudden. uh, And he made me leave our house in four days and all sorts of stuff. And uh, I didn't know what was going on. And then I just decided, like, you know what? I want to heal from this. I don't want to jump into a new relationship, which is what I was doing before. Like, I never really took time between relationships to really think about what was going on with myself or how to improve myself or even just accept myself. <laughs> and um, yeah, I started the blog just detailing, like, okay, uh, my first healing post was called um, Grow Where You Are Planted. And it was um, basically like when I was in Guam, I was having kind of a really hard time connecting with people because I was growing and I I realized like, okay, you know, I don't really need to be blackout drunk every weekend. That's not very healthy. (laughs) And I started going to the gym. I started reading more. I was continuing my master's degree and like I was maturing and I thought it was because I had found the love of my life that I was able to be a better person. But within my healing journey with the blog, it's become me being a better person because I want to be a better person and I want to heal. And um, I also served in the Air Force and I've struggled with my mental health um, concerning that. Uh, So it's been battles with trauma, PTSD. I got diagnosed with bipolar a few years back. And um, it's just been kind of learning how to live with all of these things. and Yeah, how to juggle it with the pressure of life. And to learn how to thrive, actually. Because, <laughs> like, I think most of my life I've been in survival mode. And right now is the first time in my life. I'm 31. And this is the first time I actually feel like I'm thriving and growing and, like, I've, I've made leaps and bounds in who I was as a person just in the last year alone. So that's so far it's been going well and I've been meeting a lot of people like, like you and um, I have a kind of like a support network online and yeah. it's, it's, oh, it's so great to have to just be able to like message someone like, Hey, do you have space for me right now? And yeah, I need yes, a bit. let me get this off my chest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah it's wonderful. No, no. Yeah, it is. I think um, it's something that you said that I feel like, man, we, we do connect because when you're in a relationship, you you sometimes don't, you don't focus on yourself no. as much as you should. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh man, make sure you love yourself. But you know, you hear it, but you don't understand it until mm-hmm. you realize, wait, I'm too much, I'm too invested into this person. Yeah. And now that they left, oh my, what do I have? Yeah. You know, now I got to pick myself up and learn. <laughs> and it sucks because it, you know, you're in pain. Oh yeah. But then you realize <laughs> like after the growing pains and you, okay, let me get up off the couch. Let me stop binge watching and just actually do something that I love to do. Mm-hmm. Let me challenge myself in a way where I never challenged myself. I've been there, done that. It's like, man, I'm so invested into this person. This person has their plan. And my plan is we're going to get married. Yeah. We're going to have kids, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, 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 and they're like, you know, they're like, oh man, I'm going to college or, hey, I want to move here. I want to move there. And you realize, man, they have individual goals and I don't. Mm-hmm. Let me actually get my individual goals situated. Let me go in house. In our situation, I did have my individual goals. But like if you're married to or in a relationship with somebody in the military, like the military just comes first pretty much. So they tell you what to do. You just got to roll with it. (laughs) No, I'm glad that you was able to, to pick yourself up and challenge yourself in a way where you probably didn't believe. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, man, first of all, a year ago I was at rock bottom. Now look at me. Now yeah. I'm able to connect with people, get the right support that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. You know? And and it's key. I think with social media, um, it's one of the things that I love, right? Because I got a support system that I had no idea about. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, once I started sharing my story, like just a little over a year ago. People started DMing me and supporting me. Okay. And then like um, I had a passing in the family over the summer due oh, to, to uh, it's it, unfortunately it's part of life now with yeah. the pandemic. So the pandemic affected my family and I just was mentally, mm. I just needed a break. You know, I try to do like my posts every day and uplift people, but I wasn't uplifted. So I'm not going to fake it for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I took about two weeks off and the, the DMs that I was getting from people was outstanding. Hey, are you doing okay? I don't care if you don't post. Are you doing okay? I was getting a minimum of 10 a day. And it's not from the same 10 people. And I was yeah. just like, man, this is this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is amazing to, to actually, I don't physically know you. Yeah. But virtually I know you. And this is amazing that you, you live all the way in Chicago and you're checking in on me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it feels good. It, it gives you that, that confidence of, okay. okay <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it, it's cool to just vent to this person because they actually care about me and what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. So when, um, I've had some people like from as far out as like Turkey, they've been like, hey, <laughs> I really yeah. like vibe with what you're saying. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had somebody <laughs> from the Netherlands that DM me and I was just like, okay, you're following me. All right. And they wanted like some tips and I was like, oh, sure. You know, no problem. And they're like, oh, thank you so much. I think, um, (laughs) you know, with Instagram, it's so hard. These bots, like, you know, they might DM you. So it's so hard to see if it's real or not. Then, like to actually get a real genuine person. It's outstanding. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) what was, what was the first thing that you realized? Like the first effect, like, I guess you would say, 
downfall that you like, okay, I got to work on this. This is the weakest part that I have right now. Let me improve this. I have a penchant for negative self-talk. It is like a constant uh, barrage of just mean things in my head all the time. And I swear I've been doing this probably since I was like five or six years old. Um, Mostly because I I was like a really anxious little girl and I, um, I was not... I was not a cute child. <laughs> um, so I uh, I had uh, like very thick Coke bottle glasses, braces, just like the whole nine, like your typical little nerd girl. And yeah. my face was always in like Harry Potter. <laughs> but um, I had a lot of trouble making friends. And I would tell myself it was because I wasn't good. And I would tell myself that I hate myself. And... Um, since I was a military child, I moved every like three to four years and it was like going to a new place. Uh, like for example, we moved from Mississippi to Alaska (laughs) in 2000 and it was this process of, okay, I have to try and make new friends. No one's going to like me. They're going to think I'm weird, like this and that. And, um, that's been the biggest thing for me to overcome probably in the last year where I've just, um, as soon as I hear myself say something negative, like, Oh, you're dumb. You forgot to turn the laundry on or the washing machine on. Um, I'll be like, you know what? I'm turning the washing machine on now. And I'm proud of myself for remembering instead. And it's, it's, Oh my gosh, it's so much better. Like, I don't feel like my head is a toxic place anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Was there any steps that helped you out? Was it just a blog or was it something that you was doing differently to help you improve the negative talk and turn it into positive talk? Well, uh, first I gave my uh, the inner critic, I gave it a nickname. So I named her Karen and I told her like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for anybody named Karen nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the name is not a blessing anymore. <laughs> But uh, I named her Karen and I would just be like, be quiet, Karen. And like, I had to actually say it out loud, like trying Mm -hmm. to say it um, internally wasn't working. Um, And then I started like throwing myself celebrations, like mentally just for doing little things. Like, you know, when you're training a puppy to like go outside, (laughs) I was basically doing the same thing. It was just like, woo, pots and pans up in the head. Like, yeah, I did it today. But um, I love it. Kind of like instead of um, using like negative reinforcement, like punishing myself for missing something, it was like, oh, I did finally remember to do that now. Like, woohoo. And um, let me stop being so hard on myself. I actually did do it. I didn't do it the time I wanted to, but I did. Yeah. No, I I had to do the same. um, (laughs) We are very similar. I was talking to myself negative because of the past, the trauma, right? Mm -hmm. The, The doubts that happens especially when you're a kid like kids are mean not not because like you know they tell the truth they tell the truth in a way where it's like oh hey your breath stink and it's like dude you could you could yeah, tell kids me, are like, you're gonna say it in front of everybody yeah. you gotta say it in front of the whole class you could have just pushed me to the side and and like that 
that that can affect you over time. You know, I can imagine moving around and trying to get acclimated with new friends. And you're, you know, wearing these Coke bottle glasses and people are like, oh, she's nerd. She's into Harry Potter. And yeah. Like, Dude, Harry Potter is awesome. Until the movie comes out, everybody's like, I love Harry Potter. Yeah, right. You know? right? Yeah, like, no, I was like, an OG fan. So. Yeah. No, I, I did the same. Um, You know, I, I gave mine a name. In a voice, mm-hmm. and it was like a Daffy Duck voice. <laughs> so when like something, dude, are you gonna take Daffy Duck serious? No, you're not. You no. get out of here. So, and, and, but that helped me out mentally. Mm-hmm. When it was like, you know, I, I used to be so hard on myself. There's there's a deadline I'm trying to achieve by the end of the week, and sometimes life happens. Work, mm-hmm. you work, you get overwhelmed with schoolwork, whatever, mm-hmm. and you don't hit that goal. Instead of me being so hard on myself and turn that into a negative where I want to chug a bottle of Hennessy, it's like, yo, it's all right. I didn't get to it Friday, but I could probably get to it by Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that voice would be Daffy Duck, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, I'm not taking you serious anymore. This is my life, mm-hmm. you know, and that helped out so much. No, it's outstanding. It's outstanding. Yeah. Now, you was part of the Air Force. Mm-hmm. How was that? Um. It was interesting. Um, I was, Are you still in there or you, no, no, you already did your time? Okay. Well, got, thank you for um, your services. I appreciate oh, yeah. it. <laughs> it was like, I, when I graduated high school, I didn't really have a, a set idea of what I wanted to do. And um, my mom was an officer in the Air Force. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go to college and, and become an officer too. And um I got an ROTC scholarship, which helped out a lot. So like, I didn't have the, um, the debt to worry about. Cause I know yeah. that's placing like so much stress on our entire generation. And that's one thing I don't have to worry about. Thank goodness. Yeah. So, but, um, I ended up serving, um, my first duty station was in Washington state. And then, um, my second was at Herbert field, um, which is like, Fort Walton Beach, Destin area of Florida. And um, it was an experience. I just, I think I had a different sort of perception of the Air Force because I was a kid in it. So yeah, you, you already, you already knew what to expect. Yeah. yeah like, okay. Yeah. Like, right. and this, my, is, uh, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. My mom, um, she was in, in medical and she's married, but if you're like a single woman in, in the military, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> It's an experience, so. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you used that to your advantage. Um, I remember when I was in high school, um, the Navy was trying to recruit me. Oh, really? And <laughs> yeah, and I, and I, I was thinking about it. You know, I'm, I was lost. I was like, yeah, oh, I don't have, you know, I, I don't really have a role model. Um, I don't have no guidance. I really don't know what I want to do. And when I thought about it, um, the whole 9/11 just happened. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, uh, I think I was like sophomore, something like that. I can't, I can, I vaguely remember like the year that I was in the school year, but I remember that. I remember being in class and even though I was in the Bronx, you seen like the, the black clouds yeah, all wow. over. It was crazy. Can't imagine. And like after that, like the Navy guy, he was calling and we, we connected in a way when I was just like, man, I don't, I don't know. Like my parents already lost a child. Right. Right. And now this happened. Like, yeah, I love my country, but at the same time, I don't want to pass on that pain mm-hmm. from my, my, you know, that my, my family just experienced. So I, I de- denied it. He was like, oh, man, but you could be ranked. You know, you're really smart and all. And I'm just like, dude, no, mm-hmm. no. 
thank you. I appreciate it, but thank you. And I don't know, that whole 9 11 changed everything. It sure did. It sure did. Yeah. I was, changed everything. Um, we were living in Alaska at the time. And I remember I was getting up, getting breakfast for school, and my dad just happened to have the TV on. And there's just like one tower mm-hmm. smoking, and then the next, one, yeah. And it was like, oh my God. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, man. It's one of those things where yeah. it's like, it's life changing, especially, um, in the Bronx, like our, if you had a cell phone, it was not working. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to reach out to like my, my family, my family's down like near there that worked there. Like my aunt was down there. We didn't hear from her. The subway was shut down. And I remember running home and you see that the first tower and then you see the second one. It was, it was crazy. It was like, Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, it really made you um, appreciate life. Mm-hmm. But then the weird part about it, it took chaos and something like that for everyone to be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we fast forward years, years now you see the pandemic. Now you see everyone together again. And now they're talking about mental health where before it was like, you're going to see a therapist. Oh, we yeah. can't be friends. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I'm, I hate to say this and I've been saying this on every episode, <laughs> but this pandemic, no, but. In a weird way, this pandemic was a blessing, you know, in a weird yeah. way. Like, yes, some people have died and yes, some people are still going through their trauma. But now you, I, I personally started seeing therapists who was charging a lot and have an insurance company. And they're like, no, we're, we're doing free sessions. Mm-hmm. We're doing free sessions for the month of August, for the month of, and I was like, that is beautiful. Yeah. Because now the mental health, it's needed. Definitely. It's needed. Like, you know, not only for just being quarantined and locked in the house, but we're being affected by it in a way where it's like, we've never been down this road. Exactly. So I think it's, it's it was a gift on that way where people are talking about mental health and therapists and counselors and psychiatrists are giving back in a way where people are like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And now people are looking at essential workers as people and not just, really? <laughs> hey, hey, there's hey, I need this in the back of the aisle, you know? And it's yeah. like, oh, no, they, they, they're they thankful for them. So I, I think that's what the pandemic to me was like a blessing to really appreciate people and really talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. Granted that we lost people and I was affected. I lost a few people due to coronavirus, but it was something that like we came together. Yeah. I think it was on that, you know? Okay. When somebody talk about mental health, this is not a joke anymore. They're not a... a nut quote unquote they're they're a person that just have bottle up emotions and they just need to learn how to express themselves or if they need whatever prescription that the psychiatrists give them it's okay it's just helping them function it's not a weakness it's a superpower yeah i i definitely know that the the sort of the stigma is is lessening because um my my parents are from jamaica and grenada and mental health is not really uh prevalent there at least it wasn't while uh they were younger and um I do when I think I got hospitalized um probably in 2014 and I don't think my dad really could wrap his head around me having depression and PTSD and he was just like can't we go to church? Can't we, like, yeah. what can we do? Do you want to be let's taking pray, Let's pray this out. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, do you trust these medications? And I'm like, I don't trust myself right now. So if someone's telling me, hey, do these things and we'll see how it goes and maybe you'll get better. Like, I'm, I'm They're a professional. To I'm going li- to listen to them and not to knock the church, but 
these are professionals. And right. It might, it might be something more. I might, I may have a chemical imbalance. Right. We don't know. Exactly. Let's, let's do, let's find this out. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that was, that was big of you to hate that. I respect you and your, <laughs> and your religion, but there's something wrong where I don't trust myself and, and being in that situation myself, I've been there and it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, I try to do the whole church thing. And I'm like, this is a lot. No, I actually need help. Yeah. I actually need help. This is not a, a, a dis- disconnect between me and God or right. me and the universe. This is a disconnect between me and me. Yeah. <laughs> I need to learn how to get back to myself. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I applaud you for being courageous and sharing your story with the world. Yeah. Like it's, that is the superpower <laughs> in itself. It's been, it's been an adventure because I know like even in just this healing journey from this past year, it's been up and down, backward, forward. I've made a couple U-turns, you know, I've been like driving down the wrong way to the street, basically, like just mentally. But like, I would say I really like rounded the the corner of like feeling better probably toward the end of July. Um, I, I had to get ECT, which <laughs> that was an experience. Um, it's, thank goodness it's it's not what they portray it to be like in the movies um i think it's one flew over the cuckoo's nest and and requiem for a dream like scared all these people about (laughs) ect but you literally they they put you to sleep and you're out for maybe like three or four minutes and um you wake up and uh they just keep doing the therapy and like when you start seeing results it's like it's drastic like um i think the uh first round i did um I think maybe after the fourth or fifth session, like when I woke up from the anesthesia, like um, the nurse cracked a joke and I actually smiled and he's like, Oh my hearts and stars. She's smiling. <laughs> like, <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it was pretty amazing, but it was, it was one of those things where I was terrified of doing it. Like, I mean, I, I pretty much know the drill when it comes to like oral medications, but when they're like, yeah. okay, we need to put you to sleep. It's like, uh, <laughs> oh, this is different. Hold on. All right. You care right. about this? But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had really great results. And anyone that I've spoken to um, that's had ECT as well, um, they said, yeah, it was it was like night and day after I uh, hit a certain point. And um, I've had actually a lot of different treatments. Um, I think, what was it, January of this year? Um I did ketamine infusions. Uh, that's a thing. <laughs> How was that? Um, they basically send you to the moon, like mentally. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's uh, so they do an IV basically, and um, the ketamine it, it makes you trip. But I guess it it's in, in the same sort of like resetting your neurons yeah. sort of thing, and. Um, it was it was actually very helpful. I I know the first two sessions I had, I cried a lot, but it was because like I felt like I connected with my pain. So yeah, yeah, um, and you're probably seeing it for the first time like that close. Like right. okay, okay, right. Uh, this is the real issue. Let me learn how to. But yeah, be okay it with was it. Beneficial. Yeah. It was it was very beneficial. And then one thing that I'm looking to get back into doing um, is actually um, have you heard of float spas? Uh, no, oh, man, somebody, somebody was in my DMs talking about oh. it. <laughs> um, no, this is recently too. Somebody was oh, just wow. talking to me about it and I was like, no, I'm going to look into it. Um, 
you know, uh, because they went through it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, did like, they was asking me what the process that I did um, when I checked myself into the mental hospital. And I just told them, you know, I was like, literally, I was sitting there. I didn't take anything, um, which was the battle with the psychiatrist during the time. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, you're not leaving until you take this <laughs> because, you know, you have a chemical imbalance. And I was like, dude, we didn't even talk for five minutes. Right, right. And, it, you know, I'm like, you talked at me or whatever. And I remember like us playing Uno, right? It's probably like 10 of us. We're playing Uno. We're, we're chilling. And the nurse gives out every, the medicine. Um, my ex-girlfriend, she was like checking in on me or whatever. And um, she had called me. When she had called me, she, I was like, hey, you know, you're in the medical field. What's this? What's that? And she mm-hmm. told me, hey, don't take it. Like, don't take it. It's going to numb you out. Mm. And I was like, all right. As we're playing Uno, literally, we got one round and everybody just zombied out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you, <laughs> like some people started drooling, mm-hmm. not because they wanted to. It was just that powerful. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not taking that. Uh, there has to be another alternative. And my alternative was like pretty much writing mm-hmm. um, and just writing and looking at my pain on the paper. Right. And realizing this is the trigger. Mm-hmm. My parents is my trigger. Being a product of my environment was my trigger. Mm-hmm. All of the years of the PTS was a trigger for That's me. You know really what I mean? Difficult. It was like, you know, yeah. being a product of my like I was in shootouts mm-hmm. numerous of times, not because I'm over there banging, it's just that's just what it was, mm-hmm. you know. You in high school and walking the street, wherever. So it was just like it was a lot for me. So I just wrote it out and just worked out, changed the routine. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't I think at a certain age, I think you know who you are. I think you know your body better than anyone else. If you, if you know, like, okay, I have a chemical imbalance. Let me get the help. But I didn't feel like I had a chemical imbalance. Now, the the only medicine that I really had to take was when I was battling migraines for mm, gotcha. nine months. Those are awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I literally had migraines every day. Oof. And um, while I was going to school, and the worst thing was, like, the doctor, when I went to go get my MRI, or, like, CAT scan to me, um, he was like, Hey, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm like, dude, uh, <laughs> grown man crying in his, in his office, like instantly, like, you don't know, you are a trained professional. Right. <laughs> like, you don't know. Like I was like tears. I'm not even going to lie. It wasn't even like, I just hit it. It was just like, Oh, you know, obviously if he doesn't know what it is, <laughs> Because cancer runs in my family. Yeah, yikes. That's the first thing I'm thinking, you know? So I'm crying. And the first thing I did was just like chug Henny. <laughs> Henny 151, whatever I could chug. Mm-hmm. But that's all I did was like identify all the issues and really worked on it. And really worked on the issues with my parents. And I worked on the issues with myself. And it didn't take it. It wasn't a three-month process. It took like a two and a half year, oh, three years process of getting rid of that pain, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being okay with it and learning, like, I can't change the past, but I can't change my future. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would say yeah. acceptance for me has been definitely the most difficult part because I I've had, um, lots of trauma, like pretty much in all the categories where there's like emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse. Like I've, I've been through it my <laughs> entire life. Yeah. And um, even my final year in college, um, 
I dated a genuine psychopath and uh, he tried to murder me. And oh my goodness. Yeah, it, it was horrible. <laughs> like it was just the worst experience. And I, I developed like really severe, like not only did I have PTSD from that situation, but I had complex PTSD from just like being traumatized multiple times throughout my life. And um, I always thought that if I forgave or accepted, that meant I was excusing that behavior. And I couldn't wrap my head around why nothing happened to the people that harmed me. It was, um, I was like, why am I the one going through this? I'm being hospitalized. All the time. You're feeling guilty about it. I can't connect with other people because they don't understand what I've been through. Like I, I just, I felt really alone on top of being, I'm kind of awkward. So <laughs> like, I just, sometimes I have- you, you don't give off that, that vibe. Oh, you haven't seen me probably because I'm a nerd myself, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I'm one of those that like, there's absolutely nothing in front of me, but I'll trip over it. Like one of those people. Okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah. We, we're, we're the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was just like, this, I would say, yeah, toward the end of the summer, beginning of fall, I finally, like, just accepted, like, these things happen to me, and I don't have to be happy about it. It's not me excusing that these people got away with horrible things. It's it's just that I want to take control of my life. I want to move yeah. forward. I don't want to hold on to these things anymore, because I kept them, like, all right here, close to my heart, and it, I think, keeping all those things close and keeping or staying angry and and staying hurt and staying confused. It just, it kept me from even like kind of like mentally aging. Like uh, I think a lot of the time I felt like I was probably stuck at around age 18 or 19, even though I'm in my thirties now, but like. Because you're still in the past. Yeah. I I hadn't really like, like I say, I, I went through college and I graduated. I was in the Air Force, but like still mentally, I was like a child almost. Yeah. And um, in letting go of that and um, losing the fear of um, going through an emotion when it comes up. Like now, uh, if I feel like I'm going to cry, I just let it happen. But yeah. before I used to like just hold my breath and kind of like, you know what? push it down. We'll be fine. We don't have to deal with this right now, but it's um, actually letting the emotion happen, understanding why it happened and letting it pass. Oh my God, that has changed everything. (laughs) You know, you did something on your Instagram uh, a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. maybe months ago. I (laughs) can't keep up nowadays, man, (laughs) but you did something, but it's not about when you did it but it's how you did it. You did something that I thought was brave, something that I had to do and something that I encourage people to do. You literally wrote all your pain down. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you burned it. I was, oh my, if you could have seen me, I put down the phone, I'm clapping. I'm like, oh. yes, that's what I'm talking about because that's the only way you can let go. Mm-hmm. Like even like, you know, there's stuff that you probably talk to yourself in a way where you you can't even imagine no. you're like man let me write this down i'm you know i'm not i'm gonna take as you said control of my life and i'm gonna get rid of all that anger that hurt that bitterness whatever you want to call it and i'm gonna burn it down mm-hmm. that yeah. was phenomenal it was like i would love to like reshare that if i can yeah, like, yeah. I, because people 
that it's powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, I do a lot of writing not because I'm the best writer. I I'm a, I've got to release my emotions. Exactly. You know, I got and sometimes I can't. You can't release everything to everyone. You know, right. what I mean, sometimes you just want to keep it to yourself. Where it's like, man, I'm mad because this guy cut me off. <laughs> I'm not going to DM somebody. I'm not going to talk to like my <laughs> friends or my mom or anybody like that about that. You know, I'm just like, all right, you know, I'm mad about this. I'm mad about this, and. Letting that out. That's something that I encourage a lot of people. Me being a life coach now, mm-hmm. I encourage a lot of my clients, hey, sit down, write it down. Take yeah. a moment to yourself. Take 15 minutes to yourself and just write it down. Not but I gotta do this and this. And I'm like, yeah, but you can sit down and play 2K. You can right. sit down and, and play Madden. You can watch mm-hmm. Ozark. Sit down and do this. Mm-hmm. This is important. Ozark can go any you can play it anytime. 2K exactly. It's just a game. Like it's not real life. This is your life. This is real life. Exactly. Yes, this is real life. All right. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I have to let... This is it. I have to let you go. (laughs) This was a powerful episode. Um, Please tell the people how to find you and where they can find you at. Hey, guys, just to give you a quick update. Iris has changed her social media handle to Goddess in Training Coaching. That is Goddess in Training Coaching on Instagram. And she also has an amazing website. Don't worry, I'm going to have that down below just in case you forget. Um, And also me personally knowing her and watching her get into the coaching field and watching her help other women overcome their trauma is unbelievable. But that is today's episode. Until then, I'll see you next week. Just believe I'm out.